0: What's up, everybody? This is Marcus Lewis, and this is episode 14 of the Ask a Jazz Dude Show, where Brandon Draper, the amazing Brandon Draper, comes through. The amazing! Time for tricks. Uh, Time to do some tricks. Definitely time. this show alright everybody this is Brandon Draper here and this is episode 14 of the Ask a Jazz Dude show we got a cool blue tint going on here with the lighting which is kind of trippy but anyways That's uh, trippy looking. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, gonna give some shout outs uh, Mitch Town is watching Omaha uh, what's up Mitch um, yeah, and Mitch will actually be our guest next week, so tune in for that. Sam Wiseman is watching. Dave Cooper, great uh, trombonist, Kansas City. Hey, what's, what's up? What's <laughs> just stroll through. Well, Beeson. <laughs> when are you going to come bowling, man? <laughs> uh, I hear you, man. Good to see you. Uh, Linda Rochelle Dixon is watching from Georgia. Lucas Parker is watching. So thank you guys for tuning in. Um, if you're watching on face, uh, Facebook, be sure to like the Ask a Jazz Dude page. If you're watching later on YouTube, be sure to smash that subscribe button. Is uh, this a sponsor? No. Yeah. We, <laughs> it's uh, even the wrong direction. Getting paid to uh, sponsor. So anyways, all right, Brandon. So uh, for the, you know, two people that don't know who you are, because everybody knows Brandon Draper, ah. uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, I'm interested in people's stories, so like how you grew up and how you got into music.
1: The fun story is that um, I remember as a little, 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 little kid like a toddler laying in the crib on my tummy and I would thump my leg on the ground and my leg would just flat hit the hit the bed or the, the crib, whatever. Right. And um, that was super dope to like, as a little, little kid to like thump my foot. So my mom called me Thumper I was actually keeping time, I I think, you know, I was keeping a rhythm just with my foot going bang, bang, bang. And then I got really fascinated with pots and pans and sticks. My dad is a keyboard player. He had a studio in our basement uh, the whole time growing up. And then we moved to another house when I was older and he had a giant studio with a pool table and uh, lots of stuff. So um, I just, music was always around. I, I don't remember not playing drums. I, I, I there was never a moment where it was like, oh, I think I'll I think I'll play drums for a living. It was that was always it's kinda like, oh, I'm thirsty. I I wanna have a drink of water. You don't learn how to become thirsty. You just it's a natural thing. And I think music has always been that way for me, that I I just naturally want to do it. So I grew up playing instrument drums and piano and guitar and my drum teacher thought it would be unhealthy for me to join school band as a beginner, because uh, I start I started taking lessons when I was five, mm-hmm. so I was learning to read words and write words at the same time as reading and writing music, and um, sitting in with my dad's band by like maybe seven or eight years old, like playing blues tunes, and um, so in, in fifth grade, I, I learned the violin, and I was really bad, and it's really difficult to be in tune on a violin, Uh, intonation is a challenge, so uh, it was really good for my ears, it was really good for my ego, it was just really good for a lot of those things, so um, that's what I did growing up, I went to college, Um, oh here's a cool story, I was on a tour with my dad, uh, with one of his bands when I was 14, and it was in March, it was March Madness, we're at this hotel room in between shows. Uh we're eating uh like Kentucky Fried Chicken or something. I just remember having plates of uh fried chicken and biscuits and the ball games on. Right. And I'm thinking, I'm on the road, I'm getting
0: paid, this is the bomb. We're back. We're back. Yeah, so hopefully uh some people will join back into the room. Uh we lost our connection there for a second. So anyway, so you were kinda talking about what your dad was saying about you know Doing it for the rest of your life, I think, is when...
1: Yeah, I was 14 and on the road and getting paid the same wages you'd make, you actually make now. It's, it hasn't changed much, 20, 30 years, yep. um, $100 gigs, you know, wherever. And dad was like, you got to go to school, you blah, 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 blah. So I'd grown up playing drum set, I grew up playing violin, guitar, piano and um, I also got way into theater, uh, which is not a surprise if you know me because I like to be goofy. Uh, right. Then in college, uh, I primarily focused on classical percussion, and part of the, the bug for that was I, I wasn't content playing one thing, so just playing drum set was, was great, uh, but I also wanted to play marimba, snare drum, timpani, etc. Uh, through high school, I did classical uh, percussion so Kansas City, uh, Jazz. I met DeAndre Manning, the great bassist oh, and, and so drummer. Good. I mean, he's like one of the most killing bass players in town. But I met him in high school. He was the All State jazz drummer, and uh, from Sumner, <laughs> you know. And and I I didn't audition for the jazz programs. I always auditioned for the classical programs because I wanted to play timpani in the orchestra. So I I was the timpanist in the All State. Uh, group three years in a row, and that last year DeAndre was the drummer, and it was, I don't know who played drums the years before, and I'm sorry if I don't know you, but that last year when DeAndre was the drummer, it was the first time it was like, oh wow, that is a killing young jazz drummer. Right. And now, gigs that I play with him, he plays bass. Better uh, than Better than any, yeah, yeah. better than, yeah, right? (laughs) So, So, that's kind of the story. Got out of college, went to grad school, continued classical percussion, uh, did a master's degree, and then started ping pong ping different bands all kinds of stuff
0: very cool man so talk a little bit you're really close with your dad and you know you you talked a little bit about being on the road with your dad and uh... you know um, also your dad plays the organ uh... b3 and uh... so talk a little bit more about your relationship with your dad and like what he means to you like you know musically and as a human being yeah
1: um... deep question uh, my dad is, well, you know him. He's a he's a great guy, man. Great guy, real big, muscular. Um, you, you kind of are surprised because I'm a tiny little guy, and uh, my dad's just he's works his butt off. And he's you know, 69, and he's working right now. He's he's never going to stop working, uh, construction and doing music. What he means musically is he never, he never pushed me to, he never, he never told me I had to go do something. He never said like, well, you can't go do this unless you practice for 30 minutes. You know, there was never, like music in the house was always, right. it was a natural thing. Like, like I said before, like, you know, you're thirsty, you go get some water. You're, you're bored, you go play music. You're mad, you go play music. You're really excited, you go play music. Um, you're tired of playing music, you go create something. You know, he's a carpenter, so uh, a few months ago, or maybe maybe it was a year ago, I was in his shop in uh, Salina, Kansas, and I was looking around in the shop at all these... He's built all of these tools and devices to help him do other jobs, you know, like custom-built um, uh, contraptions or, or whatever. Uh, that fueled my... Design ideas as a drummer, so setting up the drum set, putting all kinds of different things. That guy was fast.
0: Yeah, um, that, that was cool. <laughs> that was a real person. That was almost like
1: Mario Brothers. So, so that's what my dad. You know, I, I think all of that, like constructing things, building things. Uh, he's really funny. Um, uh, he makes people laugh a lot. So I, you know, I learned that as well. Um, married to my mom for. Uh, Forty some years, I could I should do the math, um, but they're you know super amazing, strong uh, couple that has managed uh, a family and an artistic career. Uh, dad turned down some really high profile things to be a, a dad. Uh, he might have, I might I probably wouldn't have been born had he chose to just pursue fame and fortune. Yeah. So I think that that says a lot. Yeah. He plays the organ with more soul than you you really uh are ready for you yeah. know like he's got He's got, there's it's not about the millions of notes or all the changes and all the you know technical stuff it's like he's got a you can't put your you can't really put it into words he's
0: got something there that um is pretty rare yeah i agree man totally um, so yeah, guys, we lost the stream there for a second. But uh, for those of you that are watching, if you could share this stream uh, so that people can get back on and uh, join us, we had a good uh, crowd in the room, and then we lost the Wi-Fi, so uh, we lost. I said too many words. I just talked. Yeah, so much. you you it shut fault. down the Wi-Fi. Yeah. yeah so. No. Wait, that's a no.
1: So I'm gonna. It's a beautiful day. People are probably outside. Sure.
0: Yeah, so I just shared it again. So hopefully, um, yeah, so guys, for those of you watching, it looks like Mitch is still on, Lucas, Jim Vandale, what's up? Uh, you can start to leave some questions in the comments if you have any questions for Brandon. Um, he'd love to uh, answer them, um, and I can I can pull them up, too, okay. um, as they appear. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> if you have some questions for Brandon.
1: Bill Sundahl, what's up, Bill? Hey, from KKFI Studios. Yeah, see, I think
0: that's the old stream that we lost if you, You're the old or, or if you click on it see if it hey, this is the bomb. yeah I think that's the old one um, so we're filming today uh, Brandon is on faculty at multiple places and we're filming today from Johnson County Community College so uh, yeah that's why you see this backdrop there
1: there we go reshare yeah. the new thing
0: so cool I want to get into some of your music here in a second you've got a new release that's out that's pretty uh, cool innovative concepts um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that later um, so now you've graduated from college and then what what was next for you like in your journey I just wanted to keep learning
1: I, I knew that the four-year college when I was finished um, I met my wife uh, my freshman year who was also a drummer and, oh, um, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. You've played gigs with her hi-hats. <laughs> nice. Yes. Yeah. Nice. She's, uh, she's
0: That's not her mannequin. I, it's though. not, so, no. That's okay. a totally
1: other story. That's, okay. That has to do with John Brewer and some Burning Man episode that <laughs> is a longer story. So I met Taryn, and uh, we fell in love and played drums together, studied um, Middle Eastern percussion together, that kind of, we were actually doing that before we dated, like we we learned, uh, we studied with Glenn Velez, and that's where we started learning all the uh, you know, all the conical, the bowl, the syllables of uh, building blocks of Indian music and tala. Uh, So we were gonna graduate, she's a elementary school teacher, and she was like, I can find a job teaching anywhere, let's just do whatever. Um, I applied to a bunch of different graduate schools. Um, luckily, I got accepted to all of them, and then had to decide which one to go to. I went to the University of New Mexico because it's super arid, mountainous climate, uh, yeah. close to Santa Fe. There's quite a few like high-end things that go on there, even though you're in the desert. Um, and I really dug the professor uh, there. Like he and I hit it off with him. Right? It was one of those like I knew, you yeah. know when I met him. And uh, so I focused on world percussion and drum set while doing a master's degree in percussion performance. Only, uh, the only bit was I had to meet the proficiencies that Scott put in front of me. That was his deal. He's like, hey man, you can do all this in-depth study of this other stuff, but first you have to get to this level on all of these things. Um, so that was really cool. Uh, really great jazz instructor there, Glenn Coster. Uh, barry sax player that used to be a uh, music director for maynard ferguson oh cool um and so that opened up doors to all kinds of other people new mexico has an incredible population of um, musicians that play cultural specific music or indigenous music uh, cesar bobele um, if you mention his name in any like cuban musician circle Uh, heads seem to spin. Uh, He's a really fantastic trombonist uh, from Havana that lives in Albuquerque. Um, Has a great group called Son Como Son. So I got involved in salsa music. I subbed with the Santa Fe Symphony, the New Mexico Symphony. Bruce Dunlap lived in Santa Fe. Kevin Hayes uh, lived in, uh, Kevin Kevin, Hayes, the great piano player. So bad. Lived in um, Santa Fe for a number of years while I was there. Uh, One of my super best friends, uh, Luis Guerra, bass player from uh, Texas, now living in Los Angeles, who's just a killing producer, bass player. What I realized with all of these different people is that I could play all of these styles of music. I don't have to just do one thing right. um, and keep my doors open. And for my personality, that's important. If I just did the same type of gig uh, every day or if that that was just it, I, I tend to burn out um, and I need more. I, the way I look at it is it's like... You know, you go to the you go to the the restaurant and they give you your little kid thing. They, I don't know if they give it to you anymore. You're older than I am, but I am much they, older. Yeah, quite a bit. But you get this. Uh, um, Marcus is not that much older than me, <laughs> but I think it's really funny. So, um, oh god, like months, like uh, a couple months. Uh, yeah. No, they give you your little coloring sheet and then they give you a pack of three crayons. That's what they they do, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't want the three crayons. I want the like 164 crayons. I want the 750 crowns, and then once I get those, I want to melt some down and make new colors in regard to the musical uh, offerings that I'm involved in and, and how that feeds my life. Um, you know, cool. So, I guess
0: that's it. So, I want to give some shout outs really quick to some people who are watching Chris Myri, uh from Record Bar. What's up? Uh, good to see you on here. We're planning a show in August, it's going to be fire. We'll tell you about that uh, later. Um, Nick Zuck is watching, uh, thanks for watching, Danny Pete, and uh, Deborah Lee is watching, uh, Ryan's mom. Oh,
1: hey Deborah Lee, what's She's up? He's also
0: a great musician in her own right. Um, so anyways guys, we're here, if you are just joining us, we're talking with a uh, drummer, actually multi-instrumentalist Brandon Draper, um, and you can find him on Instagram at Draperama, so you can see that uh, at the bottom of the screen there. Um, Tell, like, what what is the story with Draperama? I always wondered that.
1: 2003, I was teaching at a high school in New Mexico, and one of my best friends from high school, Alan, uh, was living in San Francisco, and he was involved in a lot. I don't know exactly the different places Alan was employed, but he's, like, computer technical... That's, he knows all that stuff really well. So he developed my website, and Google optimized it and everything mm-hmm. way back when, and I just needed a name. I didn't want to go with brandondraper.com just because I thought, I don't, I don't know what I thought. I just You know what it was? There were a lot of jazz musicians that had websites that was just their name plus the word music, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to be like them. Nice. <laughs> so uh, Rob Schneider had a, a skit on Saturday Night Live. Marcus, Marcarino, oh yeah, yeah, yeah Marcarama. Yeah. So remember, like at the copy machine, making copies, Please, yeah, <laughs> right. And so I just thought Draper Rama. It's a party on the web. It's like you know, cool. Draper Palooza didn't work so well. So yeah. it's kind of silly. The good news is now you know, fifteen years later, um, it's uh, you can. Google search my name, just Brandon Draper, and that website's the first thing that comes up. So that's great. If I'm out doing things and people are like, do you have a card or how can I find you? It's just Google my name. Google right. Musician, you know, home of musician Brandon Draper comes and up. And you
0: can't get brandondraper.com because the second thing that comes up is a photographer. From Nebraska. Oh, from Nebraska, didn't Yeah, it? I think so, oh, yeah. Oh, cool.
1: I know about a bunch of Brandon Drapers. There's a Brandon Draper that just got, I think, indicted for... Killing a guy at a strip club in Arizona—that's <laughs> okay. not me. Okay. There's a Brandon Draper from Illinois that was um, murdered. <laughs> it's, um, not funny. it's not me. It's not. It's some like I mean, well, what, I get Google. I have my stuff set up to get Google alerts when they talk about it. Oh, your name, yeah. If I'm in anything, and so I see all that stuff. Oh, there's a dope wrestler named Brandon Draper, that's like a teenager, maybe or he's in high, in college. So there've been times that I've gotten links to like that wrestler, Brandon Draper, and I thought, oh man. I could post this and my local friends would be really confused. Because, you know. I'm kind of scrappy. Uh,
0: All right. So,
1: that's the story of the Draper Rama website.
0: Mitch said he called that photographer for a gig. He sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Classic Mitch. I love it. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, that's hilarious. So, is from Omaha okay great so let's uh, talk a little bit about you got a new release that's out digital digitally yep um meditation music volume one yeah so tell us a little bit about that project and why you decided to do it
1: okay um, and did, like playing cultural specific music playing world music I and mean, learning especially in drumming there's a you know an incredible history of music being tied to some sort of spiritual practice um, beyond the 6th century B.C. I mean, it goes way, 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 way back that humans want to be in rhythm with something. So we all have this rhythm inside our body. Every single one of us, we all have a heartbeat. We all have, everything follows these different rhythms. If we're talking about... You know, church bells, what's up, right? Um, yeah. the, I guess that means we're on the half hour. They, yep. they have the bells. But uh, the sun's setting, I mean, we're going around, you know, but you, we, we see the sun going up and down and tides coming in and out. So that was always a big part of the world drumming experience uh, that I had growing up and get, learning a rhythm. And then I would play that same rhythm for hours and get in a headspace, you know, a zone, if mm. you will. I then blended that later uh, with uh, accompanying yoga classes or playing in church for prayer uh, services, or um, you know, even for my own uh, mental and and you know just health and wellness to go and play music and be in a rhythm. Fast forward to Kansas City. I got involved playing in um, playing for some different yoga classes. Uh, became just really, really comfortable and enjoying accompanying the yoga teacher in the same way I accompany you in a jazz group. So you're playing a solo on the trombone, and I'm supporting you as a jazz drummer. In a yoga class, I'm trying to man- manage the flow of the class, but it's a v- much slower arc. I, I, I think of the yoga class, the 50-minute or 75-minute class, as one song. Mm-hmm. Which is really a challenge now. Metaphorically speaking, uh, planning your life out—it's really easy to talk about what you're doing today. You can sort of talk about what you're doing tomorrow or next week. For a lot of people, it's really difficult to talk about what they're doing ten years from now. The the geniuses that I you know the folks that I want to be like that I study like Me. like um, somebody over there <laughs> yeah like Marcus thinking really long term yeah think you you know what I mean like yeah. like the the city planners that. Made choices in how they built the infrastructure of a city for a hundred years from now, not for their personal gain. You yeah. know? So, musically, trying to get that long arc, I, I've become really comfortable with that. So, I went in the studio with a good friend of mine, uh, Brian Nicholas, uh, from Tone Dimension Studio in Peculiar, Missouri. Uh, we set up two microphones uh, with a disc in between, and what it does is it creates a binaural uh, recording technique that sounds like a human, the human ears directly in front of it. So then what I did was I sat down on the floor, we hit record, uh, I actually uh, Instagram live the whole recording. I just set it up and recorded the whole thing live oh, and I, cool. I sat there and um, I got into a meditative headspace and I played tabla, uh, metal, tongue drums, and some Cooperman frame drums. The Cooperman frame drums actually belong to one of my mentors, uh, Bongo Berry Bernstein, Barry was a music therapist that <coughs> did a lot of me. research for Alzheimer's and music therapy and was a good friend of Mickey Hart from the Grateful Dead and that entire movement that is pushing the boundaries of, of how music can uh, be beneficial for health and wellness. So the idea of this meditation CD was, I'm gonna go in the studio, I'm gonna sit on the floor, I'm gonna meditate, and I'm gonna pray, and I'm gonna play these instruments as one complete song and then we're gonna go and we're gonna release it. And I, it's not your typical recording. You're not gonna go listen to it and be like, oh, Brandon Draper's killing. It's like, there's no showing off. It's this really long um, arc that is intended to try and help you just check out of the, you know, just get out of the, the worries of the day and get into a headspace. And what's interesting is every time I listen back to the, the recording to just make sure we had everything um, mixed where we wanted it. There's no editing whatsoever. No. Everything is exactly, the, it's one continuous track. Um, I cut it up for the release so that way I could maximize sync licensing if that, were, uh, if that comes down the road, but uh, that's a music business thing. It doesn't really matter. Um, as I was listening back, I would, I would v- very often forget I was supposed to be reviewing my own work Right. So I think that it works. Uh, that's the Meditation CD. That's the current release that's out. The next release is going to be a cassette, and it'll be released on cassette only for the first month. Uh, partnered with a company from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, shout out to Natty Watson. Natty is um, a student at KU. He's actually a student in one of my music business classes, and he has this Killing Boutique cassette label called Cult Love Sound Tapes. <laughs> um, where they they you know release it's a cassette label so we'll, it's I made that recording with all analog synths and a tr808 a Roland rhythm composer so it's like throwback to the 80s and I recorded the whole thing to cassette and it, so it sounds you know like it's from that era and I drive a Jeep that has a cassette player so I think cassettes are still the jam nice so those are the two most recent coming
0: up. Well, so we're going to play um, some examples you put together, kind of a...
1: Uh oh, this first example, check it out. The first song is from the 808 beat tape. It's unreleased, so this is the first time anyone's heard it. The second is a tune from an album we just recorded. Mitch Town, the great Hammond organ player from Omaha, he and I went in the studio with Chris Hazleton. And uh, Hazleton, uh, it's the first album that he was Hazleton was able to be behind the controls and not at the organ.
2: Nice.
1: Um, so that'll be a release that'll come out digitally this summer, uh, possibly in the fall. Um, Mitch and I still have, have some things we want to do with it, but uh, there'll be a, that's an, an original tune uh, that you'll hear us play there. And then the last bit is just a, a little snippet from the Meditation Music record. Um, and it's the take on the Meditation record is Calm Inward Drive, which I think says quite a bit. Calm Inward drive. That's, mm. what, that's what keeps us balanced and not not over uh, overdoing things. It's that calm but yet driven.
0: Cool. Uh, yep, yeah. so guys, uh, leave in the comments here um, what you think because this music is going to be the first time it's being heard anywhere, so it's kind of cool. Um, and this is Brandon Draper's Laguna uh, and new do a record and calm inward drive. Hopefully this file will play.
2: ...a lot older than me.
0: And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, so this is, uh, if you're just tuning in, guys, this is Brandon Draper. Uh, that was some music uh, from a few uh, projects he's got going on. A couple of those have not been heard by anyone yet, so that's pretty awesome. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, so we're talking about meditation music and uh, concepts. So do you actually, do you meditate or
1: I, you know, I pray, um, I do meditate, but um, the, uh, um, I'm sorry, I'm distracted, excuse me, do, do you mind, I'm sorry. we're on television, right? not television, but um, that's part of my other problem, I, I get so distracted by things, it's like if something else is going on, squirrel, um, do I meditate? Yes, I, I, I take time every day to... Thanks, man to focus energy to- toward um, uh, different things. Um, I play guitar at a couple of churches. I grew up uh, playing music in churches, and so I pray quite a bit. Um, but I don't think making an album specifically for one religion is necessary. I don't, I, that's not necessarily what I wanted to do with this. So. Um, asking about spirituality, it's, I mean, one of my best friends, um, is a Sufi. I have other amazing friends that are, um, uh, Muslim and, uh, they, I mean, there's just so many different things. I, I want to share the time on earth with everyone. I don't, I don't want to uh, just go down one rabbit hole, you know, if yeah. that makes sense. But, uh, the meditation CD is music for any, any type of spirituality practice or prayer or falling asleep or just trying to to Zen you know there's a style of music that I've I've gotten into that I've, I didn't I didn't see that it had a name until recently uh, but I got into Bonobo and Tycho, and uh, I spent a long time with a group called Quixotic uh, I was the music director and played drums and wrote some music for them they were kinda of in a similar uh, vibe with some of that but um, this, this music, like what, what Tycho does, T-Y-C-H-O, is they, they call it chill wave or synth wave, and it's just really mellow, retro-sounding stuff that you just feel your blood pressure go down, hmm. you know? So um, I guess that's, that's the meditation vibe. Um, the next record, the 808 Beat Tape, I made that inspired by the music of Stranger Things. After watching Stranger Things, I got inspired to start making some recordings that sounded like that. <laughs> and, uh, um, so, I, so I made that a year and a half ago and I'm just now getting it finalized for release. Um, then the other project with Mitch Town, I, when I first played with Mitch, I think the first time I played with him was with you. Yep. Wasn't it the three of us? Yep. And uh, trombone, organ, and drums and Mitch and I just like on the first tune we hooked up on all of these uh, things like right away and looked at each other like oh wow this is gonna be fun and then the power went out
0: that's right there was like a rainstorm in
1: there so the first gig we we shut the the power down on the the basement of of that spot so then uh, Mitch and I just played a few more times and every time we just hook up on these things and I thought man let's just go in as a duo let's just make let's just record and have some fun and see what comes out I grew up playing organ and drums with my dad, and my dad's uh, blues rock player, uh, Mitch. is. um, He can do all of that, but he's he's also a jazz player, so it's fun to have that uh, in the can. I'm also finishing a record with my dad that we've talked about uh, writing horn parts for, uh, to add a horn section um, featuring Marcus Lewis. Um, who is actually a lot older than me than I thought. When, when we were at the break there, uh, I found out when his birthday actually was, and it's, it's quite, a bit, quite a bit further out than I thought it was. So that's why Marcus is so much wiser. <laughs> um, so, the, so then uh, we're also, we also have a, an album that's the Draper family band. We're going to put that on vinyl, and I play guitar and sing, and my dad plays organ. Um, for the record, I'll play uh, most of the drums and some of the bass stuff as well. But um, that'll be coming out. Um, I play guitar and sing and lead worship at a couple of churches here in town uh, as another one of my jobs. So that's kind of an interesting tie-in. So I, I mean, I guess if there's any common thread to everything that I do is they, everything I do serves another element of what I do i'm not going out and doing anything that doesn't it's just its own deal you know, so I get to play in church every week so i'm you know I'm filled up uh, spiritually i'm filled i'm I'm in shape musically vocally uh, I get a chance to play guitars I have an outlet for that uh, the University of Kansas I teach music business drum set jazz combo uh, steel band um, so I get to stay deep in the trenches in music education. Today we're here at Johnson County where I teach world music. I just teach a couple courses in world uh, music. It's just a gen ed requirement where um, I get to teach. Um, today I'll be lecturing on uh, music of India, and I think if we have time we'll get to Bali and talk about the gamelan, uh, which are all things I want to learn more
0: about. Yeah. Um, So we have a question here. um, And then we actually have a video question, too, that we need to get to uh, before we got to get out of here. So this is from Lucas Miguel Parker. How does your warm-up routine shift as you navigate different types of gigs? How different, if at all, is your headspace going into a rock show versus a jazz gig?
1: Lucas Parker, of course, perfect question. Um, okay, so Lucas, you know, I, I played with a band called Particle for a number of years. Particle's is a pretty well known jam band, uh, one of the pioneering bands of what they call Jamtronica or Live Tronica, where it's live musicians playing uh, to sound uh, in, in, inspired by DJ culture. Okay. Um, so a lot of electronic sounding stuff, and it's incredibly physical. So my warm up routine in that band. I would listen to 30 minutes of a tambura drone. A tambura is an Indian instrument with four strings. It's the instrument that accomp it's the resonant instrument that accompanies um, quite a bit of Hindustani music, um, music of India. So the the four string- I actually have an app that has the tambura. So I'll pull it up. So I'd listen to that for 30 minutes and practice yoga with headphones on. Sometimes in Uh, Green room at a really loud rock club where people are all around me partying and being crazy and I would Focus my energy to calm down before I went on stage also stretching out uh, My arms and my body to get ready to play a four-hour show that is uh, pretty physically demanding um and in that, that environment, I, I don't drink alcohol at all. Um, I don't do drugs or anything, so I can stay focused on the music and let that be enough. And That's an important thing for me uh, physically, uh, to play drums at a high level. If I go play a jazz gig, um, how I warm up for that, um, a lot of times, honestly, I just show up and uh, I start playing. You know, I, there is very... I don't know if there's ever a day where I haven't already played drums. Like today, um, I already played a little bit this morning. There, there's instruments all over my house and I just pick things up and we'll play.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, you know, if it's a piano or anything else. Many years ago, when I was younger, uh, I remember quite a few years where I would listen to Keith Jarrett, Jack DeJunet, and Gary Peacock standards trio on the way to the gig. Um, and why I would listen to those three is they they play so Uh, contrapuntally the three of them are so adventurous and and brilliant by themselves that I could you know listen to the recording and listen to how each of them were making different choices and that would kind of get my brain going to then go into a four-hour standards gig Um, if I'm doing a rudimental thing or if I'm doing a djembe or like West African like any high-energy thing like that physical uh, stretching is incredibly important um, guitar playing, vocal warm-ups. I mean, yeah, I, I sing for a half hour doing vocal warm-ups in the car. Um, nice. I got to study with a really great opera singer in college named Rebecca Copley Johnson. Uh, Rebecca sang in the New York Met. Wow, um, a year many years ago. And um, I'm nice. from Lindsborg. Lindsborg an incredibly rich vocal town. Like they, they're. Uh, vocal music is at a high level. So all the different instruments have very different warm-up routines. Um, When I play with Ensemble Iberica, I play frame drums. I play a lot of stuff where I have to, you know, my individual fingers have to be, you know, warmed up. So I'll play a little bit. Um, What I would say to Lucas or anyone else that's watching is if you are struggling with what your warm-up routine is, Send me an email or or give me a call and let's talk because I think every single one of us is so different in what we are trying to achieve Mm -hmm. and what we want the fans to get from what we're doing and understanding like where we are in that balance. Like, what is my what is my job? Is my job on this gig to really feel good about myself, or is my job on this gig to make other people feel good about? me, or is my job to make other people feel good about them? And so, where your head space is going into it makes a, a huge difference. Are you there to 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 provide a service and, and help people feel good, or are you there to shock and rock? So, on that note, I have a brand new group I'm gonna <laughs> announce for the first time. Uh, it's called Hashtag Four Drum Sets. That's what it is, Four Drum Sets. Nice. Um, that is going to make people go, what are the, how did they, what? So they're, these are the best jazz drummers in Kansas City. And we will get together on Thursday night, May 3rd at the ship and do a 30-minute set of brand new music. Um Chillin'. Four drum sets. That's May what 3rd? Is, May 3rd, Thursday, May 3rd. And then right after that is a brand new group called Rich Harstrakiz. Rich Harshdrakiz, Rich Harshdrakiz, one word. Rich Wheeler, Jeff Harshbarger, John Kazillerman, and myself. And kids, uh, kids, and I were. He'll play vibes. I'll play drum set. But we'll get very weird. Um,
0: okay, I don't know and, if you. And okay. scene. All right, so I want to. I still need to play some of your music. Just second, and also we have a video question. If I can play it here. Uh, and it's from um, a drummer, a uh, young drummer, student at UMKC, uh, Antoine Vinoy. And uh, it's kind of similar to the question you just answered, but uh, I'm going to play it anyways because he uh, sent it in, if I can find it here. How's, How's it going, on? Brandon? Uh, my question for you is, as a multi-instrumentalist, how do you keep your chops up on all the different instruments you play?
1: So, Antoine had a question, uh, how do you stay in shape or or stay prepared on many different instruments for lots of gigs? I asked my college professor that, um, and then my grad school professor, I asked them all the time, and they said, well, you just have to work toward whatever gig's coming up next. Um, That's a super easy answer, and it's not fair. Um, The the two sides of it are, A, uh, first of all, the many things you're going to be involved in, you have to be aware of where you're at. Don't have really high expectations of yourself. Uh, for instance, I play tabla at a very beginner level. Um, a lot of my friends think, oh, you play tabla, and it's like, no, no, I'm, I am at the very beginning level. It's, it's a, a different thing, and so I'm aware of that, so I, I stay prepared on that instrument by playing it a little bit every day. I play guitar every day. I play piano every day, I play drum set every day, I play frame drums every day, I sing every day. Um, So that's the first thing, is being in shape on all that stuff, you gotta be doing it every day for your whole life. Secondly, leading up to the point where you're getting called for all those different gigs, you have to put the work in. And it's not a call to action saying, okay, Antoine, you need to go practice eight hours a day. you we all need to practice the amount of time we're inspired to stay with it and for some of us that's going to be a longer duration Some of us are going to stick at it I personally practiced around seven or eight hours a day uh, for over 10 years and that was that was my addiction that was my um, you know medicine if you will um, for my potential attention um, deficit right it was that was my ability to, to get in so uh, the, that's the two sides of it first, try and be, get as great as you possibly can on every individual instrument, and then stick with it. Um, and some instruments and some things may need to go by the wayside. I don't play marimba at the level now that I did in graduate school, and I
0: don't have much intention to
1: get back in the shed.
0: Right. So. Cool, guys. Well, I'm going to play uh, some music here from uh, Brandon Draper. And I'm going to have
1: to run, I think, yeah. when we play this. Yeah, I know. Um, Can I say a couple last things? Yeah, sure. Uh, Is that okay on your your show? Thank you for having me on your show, Marcus Lewis. You're welcome. Lewis. Um, I think uh, Marcus is one of the the greatest exports from beyond (laughs) into Kansas City. And for those of you that don't know, he's not from Nebraska, guys. (laughs) Um, he lived there before he came to Kansas City, but he's, he's actually not from Nebraska. Oh, God. Um, Valdosta. Valdosta is your undergrad. So Marcus is an incredible treasure for Kansas City. And what I noticed that Marcus is doing that not a lot of other people are doing, but I'm starting to see it turn around, is Marcus puts almost – of his energy into supporting and developing and curating other people's dreams. And what I mean by that is education through future jazz, doing this show to reach out to other people. On Fridays, he does a follow Friday thing where he does a shout out to other musicians. And the bottom line is uh, the community doesn't thrive unless we all support each other. The community doesn't build and get to that next direction unless we all work together. You individually don't get to that next level unless you have people around you to support you. And Marcus is doing that um, really great. There's a lot of music business things in, uh, as it regard, in regard to Kansas City and the Kansas City music scene. I wish we would have had time to yeah, get man, into. Yeah, We didn't get into um, that. We'll, we'll have to do that. But we'll do another one. Yeah.
0: And Because uh, well, that's like a full Yeah, we have a whole dip, full the, episode the the, the music
1: landscape in Kansas City has changed drastically uh, from 2006 when I first moved here in a, in a variety of genres um, for better and for worse and it's okay if things have gone different directions we're here to try and support and you know make things more uh, vital to our own organic community and what what helps us thrive. So if you have any questions for me, email, uh, you can Google my name, Brandon Draper. It'll take you to the website, my uh, phone number, everything. That bell means I have to run upstairs and teach a class right now. So thank you so much, Marcus. Yep, you're welcome, thank you, Brandon.
0: There's his website right there, um, if you need that. Um, So yeah, guys, thank you for tuning in to episode 14. We didn't even talk about drum safari. Man, like this whole
1: kids yeah. thing—we're doing like 200 shows this summer, yeah, like a whole yeah. tour. So, lots to lots to talk uh-huh. about. But I gotta go teach the kids before yeah. they
0: leave their class. Yeah. So Brandon uh, also runs a nonprofit called uh, Drum Safari, uh, which is amazing. Is it DrumSafari.org? You got it. Yeah. So yeah, just go check that out. You can go to uh, DrumSafari.org and see what he's doing there. Yeah, we'll have him back and uh, have him do a lot more. Um, so soda water, it's the best. You just gave him free advertising, whoever that you is.
1: You can't really read it though. I just told you that it was soda water. It could have been juice. <laughs> you never know. Thanks,
0: Marcus. I right, see you, man. Don't forget that light is on the shelf. Okay, cool. Thank you, man. So yeah, guys, this has been uh, episode fourteen of the Ask a Jazz Dude show. For those of you that are listening on KKFI. You can listen to Sam Wiseman's show, Jazz in the Afternoon, um, and that is streaming on kkfi.org. So check that out. Um, Thank you so much, guys, and uh, we'll see you next time. Squad.